Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Cosmic Circle, the companion podcast for thecosmiccircus.com. I'm Isla Ruby, your host, and I'm joined by two amazing folks here from the site. Um, why don't you introduce yourselves? I am John Dodson, a, a writer, reviewer, and more at the Cosmic Circus. Hey, everybody. It's Brian. I'm back. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, um, so I'm excited to be here once again. So we're gathered here today to talk about Red, White, and Royally Blue and Good Burger 2 and only those movies. Well, not really, but another year has gone by and we're here to talk about our top movies of the year because we love lists and checking things off twice or something like that. Was um, that a Red, White, and Royal Blue wedding joke? Because we all know that the second movie is coming and it's going to be about the wedding that I'm ready for. So like, I think like you just did that on purpose to like... Are you baiting me here? <laughs> no, never. That that would be very heart-stoppingly mean. I would never do that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Continue <laughs> on. Heart-stoppingly so, mean. Well done. Well done. <laughs> we totally planned it. Um, mm -mm. All right, guys. So how's everyone doing before we, you know, get into this? We, we talked a little bit in the pre-show, you know, has everyone had their eggnog or cough medicine as it is? <laughs> yeah, we uh, vaguely talked before. I'm still kind of lingering in a cough. So anybody who's listening, um, if I sound like a 72-year-old man wheezing, <laughs> on, on the microphone, it's because that's absolutely true. So, um, that's but you're here. I'm, that's all that matters. I'm it's here, true. And I just got back home from Wonka. It's not going to be on my list today. No. But it is a beautiful, um, whimsical movie that kind of brought me to tears at the end. So, yeah, that's my mini review for that. Anyway. Now, Brian, you just saw Wonka too, and I know you have some some deep thoughts on it, but like real I quick, did yeah. So I actually I am on a staycation this week, and as all staycations happen in the Kitson household, we do lots of films. Um, we have not done a lot of films yet. We've only done two. We went yesterday to see Wonka, and I also loved it. And there's uh, some great thoughts that are going to be had hopefully soon about motivation and like what motivates us. So. I, I think that there's going to be a really great uh, cosmic psychologist article coming from that. Fingers crossed. Um, as I look at my list of how much I have to write. Um, but I also saw the color purple today and I am super stoked about that one. It actually, I, I did have a list before I went into the color purple and I have a top five. That is a different set of list after the color purple. Oh, um, and I actually am seeing a slew of more movies this weekend that might change this completely. So I might be doing this podcast at the wrong time. <laughs> um, but we're about to find out at, after Sunday. Um, real quick, real, real quick rundown. Tonight, All of Us Strangers. Tomorrow morning, Poor Things. That you're seeing, and, the movies that, you're, that you have to watch yes, over the next couple yes. of days. Yes. I can guarantee at least one of those will change your lips. I guarantee it. Iron I'm Claw. excited for both of them. I'm seeing Iron Claw. My nephew wants to go see Aquaman tomorrow, so I am biting the bullet to go see Aquaman. <laughs> I don't think it's going to make the list, but it just might. Who knows? I might be surprised. Oh, it's going to happen. It's it gonna can happen. make a you list. We, we, it you know, we're discussing which one. 
And then I'm also seeing Migration and I'm also seeing Wish by the end of the weekend. So we got a lot of great movies coming up. We have some that are not probably great, <laughs> but we're going to make it through it all. We're going to have a great ending to 2023, but I am so excited to talk about our list for 2023. Um, and that's a, that's a great way to bring us back to it. So before we get into our, our top fives, um, you know, the Cosmic Circus is is a comic book site, a science fiction site, a fantasy site. We do all of those wonderful nerdy things. So I am curious. We had a lot of comic book movies this year. Um, you know, and it's up to you guys who wants to start. You can, you know, rock, paper, scissors it out between yourselves. Um, what is your I'm favorite? I'm going to let John do it. <laughs> What's your favorite comic book movie this year? Um, Kind of like Fight Club. I cannot talk about that right now. Oh. But um, I can maybe say... The second best, if I could think about that. Oh, that's which fine. I which I don't think I have thought about that. Um, and I'm trying to go through my head everything that came out this year. Was you it got... Ant-Man, John? Oh, you can no. admit it. Yes! Yes! Oh, Ant-Man's no. superiority. Everyone can exit the podcast after that statement. <laughs> um, uh... Actually, you know, I didn't hate Quantumania. As much as everybody else, I mean, it was definitely like not what it needed to be. But I kind of had fun with it. I didn't think it was so terrible. You know, it's kind of like the Flash. Like there's this like crew of people that you know that just can't stand the Flash. I kind of had fun with it. Ooh. Uh, I did. I kind of had fun. With it. I mean, it's not my favorite of the year but you know it was i thought it was fun vic would be very happy right now and i don't know if you know this but i feel like we've been on a podcast and talked about it vic has seen the flash like a hundred times so like somewhere a, a bell has rung and vic knows that is a lot of times to see the flash but um so- i think can, can i like bring one thing up though yeah, for sure. I think it's good to like acknowledge what a weird year it's been for comic films. Yes. Because mm-hmm. like almost none of them were hits. Like almost none of them rock runaway hits. Well, Guardians. That's... Guardians. That would there you go. My second one. That's my second. I had it. Thank you. Thank you. For <laughs> so that so yeah. the thing about comic book movies for me here this year is as you all know, I am a big comic book nerd, and I almost swore there, and I'm glad I didn't because Lizzie would have to edit that out. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm a big comic book nerd. I love every single movie. I am was the the promotional department alone for the Marvels. Like I I was I try to sell that movie on on X, you know, Twitter, formerly known as X or whatever <laughs> we're calling it. Um, and as of this morning, it was in my top five, and the Marvels actually got booted down. Wow. So I don't have a single comic book movie in my top five. Not one. You guys, can't write for the site anymore. I'm sorry. Guys, I gotta tell you, my five is like evolved like 8,000 times. It's been... <laughs> it changes. It changes. It, yep. It's, it's been honestly like... Uh, I don't know if y'all know like about the year 1999. Like they talk about like how like so many great films mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about 10, 20 years. We are not. I think right now we don't appreciate what we got this year because mm-hmm. so many good movies came out this year. And I, I yeah. will argue though that while there are all those great movies, I did love every single one of the Marvel movies that came out, and you cannot tell me that one of them was bad. I mean, you can. You can tell me that. You're allowed to. I am going to defend each one of them to the extreme. I will invent every Marvel project. I love Secret Invasion. I thought it was great. I know people did not like it. I thought, but at the same time with DC, I also liked The Flash. It was not a great movie. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was funny. And I was just like, the CGI was horrible. You know, like... Mm -hmm. No, 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 I disagree. I disagree. I think, like, you know how people are like, oh my gosh, the babies. The babies are cartoonish. Bro, that was the point. That was the point. <laughs> they are supposed to look like that because it's babies that are in danger. Like, you don't want to see a, no. you know, a realistic baby almost get sliced by a by a surgery, what, what, what was it? A, a They're falling out the window at one point, right? You don't want to see a real baby go into mm-hmm. a microwave. I'm sorry, you don't. I didn't so, even have a problem with the baby. I had a problem at the end of the film when he was going through the the Cosmoverse and like that <clears> stuff <throat> did not look great, but I still enjoyed it. So, I like, still enjoyed it too. That's and valid. I, and, I, and I would argue that most of that CG is not as bad as some of the better, like, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. I think I've seen worse from Marvel that people have given a pass. It, okay. I yeah. don't think it looks, so for me, it didn't look cutting edge, but it did look very comic book movie. movie yeah, movie. it did. Just like old yeah. comic book movie. You know, it was like, like like 1999 or 2000 rather or even the old old superman uh superman movies it, it looked like that in some ways right right sure. um but yeah i don't think it's been like i i didn't i liked them too you're not alone so right and, i love what's I, been your favorite i mean i loved blue beetle i oh, i okay. beetle that that was like i it, i just loved that movie so much on so many levels and i sobbed so much with that movie um you know zolo marduena is is a star i just i love that movie <laughs> you know which comic book movie i won't actually defend from this year shazam. was it from this year shazam i Thank won't defend you. that movie <laughs> i won't sorry that's my one i also i also enjoyed shazam <gasps> well we're all allowed to be wrong once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sorry, get it. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. But no, no it's just, it's just I didn't personally care for Shazam. I feel like my problem with that one is that there was such a diff, uh, like like a like a like a problem between the characterization of um, him as a child, like him as a teenager, and him as an adult, that they didn't match, and that really threw me off because it felt like there should have been. I don't know. It didn't feel right. That's the biggest issue with both movies is that the kid seems like he's dour and sad mm-hmm. and like a little like um like melancholy and then he turns into the superhero 
Mm-hmm. And it's like the most goody two shoes like mm-hmm. character in the world. Yeah. And you're like, does he get dopamine <laughs> when when he changes? Like I, I don't know. It's like I a character of dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. okay. So we we talked about our favorite comic book movies and, and you know who we wouldn't defend. Um I would love for us to talk a little bit about our top five. Um, and, you know, we can just kind of go go around because you're very listening to the podcast. You can see me pointing as we, you know, as we go around, <laughs> round robin style. Um, but let's start with our, you know, our, our top fifth one or our number five. Brian, what's your, your fifth? Oh, we're starting at the bottom. Okay, yes. cool. <laughs> Well, it just so happens that this wasn't a joke, but my number five is Bottoms. So um, as I was making this list, as you guys know from our chat prior to this, um, what I thought was not going to be a very gay list turned out to be incredibly homosexual. Um, And so, of course, Bottoms is closing that list out. It's a hilarious comedy, um, almost bordering on ridiculousness. Think Mean Girls, but more R-rated with just a lot of gayness. and it has the the king himself, who is not even his sexuality has not ever been addressed. But Nicholas Gatlazine, he has literally been in how many gay films, and he just continues to roll on those roles. Um, he does a great job as Jeff in this one. I highly approve this message. Um, was all I got to say about this film? It's great. You should all watch. It. It's on Amazon Prime. So the movie I just caught up with, like uh, over the award season like they were giving mm-hmm. out screeners and stuff like that and i forgot that i did not watch it oh and when i got the screener i got super excited and it's so funny it is so funny i fully agree with that pick and it's got one of the funniest like lines of dialogue i don't i don't remember the main character's name so I'm just gonna insert like a like a right yeah maybe are you looking it up because I forgot but like it wasn't Hazel was it no no it's a um it's a different one um it's a line I gotta know it, it is so I'm I almost fall into my chair yeah it's like uh I'm not I'm not your gay Yoda Hazel or something <laughs> like that and I'm just like. It just took me out. It took me out. Um, <clears throat> I love how insanely over the top it is, too. Oh God! When we get when you get to the scene where they're like at the football field, yeah. Uh, I guess spoiler yeah. alert, guys. So we're gonna talk. We might talk about spoilers. But when they get yeah, to that point, point. they just they just start like beating the crap out of everybody, and there's just blood everywhere. I was astoundedly shocked, but also just could not stop laughing. I. It was great. It, it, it goes full games in New York at the end of it. It's, <laughs> oh my god! It's the, so funny. The over the topness of it reminded me a lot. Like I feel like <laughs> we've had a stretch of years where we didn't have those teen comedies. Like we didn't have Euro mm-hmm. Trip. We didn't have. Um, and, and I'm blanking on on more movies, but like we didn't American have, Pie. Yeah, American Pie, and I feel like this is, is somewhat in the same vein of yes. those things, and I think that's awesome. Absolutely. So go watch Bottoms, everybody. And John, how about you? What's your uh, what's number five on your list? Um, 
Yeah, well, if I can for a minute, can I bring up some honorary mentions real quick? Yes, absolutely. Okay, um, just a couple, you know, like I know we're at, we're at five. I have seven on my list. Oh my gosh. So you're totally fine. So an honorary mention that I'm that I would love to like mention real fast. Uh, uh fair play. Uh, if, I don't know if anybody has seen Fair Play. I watched it at Sundance. I had not. I I could I could have brought it up on the podcast last time, but I get hesitant to bring up movies that I'm not come out yet. Mm-hmm. And Fair Play is about a couple that are they work in the same company. Um, one of them proposes to the other, and then um, the girl ends up getting a promotion that the other guy wanted. And without going further into details, it it is the most intense relationship thriller I think I've watched in a long time and um what's his name alden uh yep alden uh, alden something Uh, aaron reich yeah i can't pronounce it but you did it way better than i did (laughs) um he's incredible they're they're both incredible so that's fair play i can't recommend that movie enough Trigger, trigger warning for anybody who's been through abuse, but it's still and it's phenomenal. Um, so that's that's my number seven. One, one thing I wanna I wanna hop in real quick there on on Fair Play. It's like a debut yeah. film, right? It's it's Chloe Demont's um I think first one. And uh, yes, yeah, I think so. I think you're right about that. And it, you know, I was really so I I, didn't, I watched it without like knowing anything about it, and I thought it was a rom com at first. Um, so no. I was very no, I was very but no. as I started watching, and then you know I could stop because it's just like it's merciless, right? You it's know, it's merciless, it's gripping, and the ending is insanely cathartic. That like in a way that like that I can't spoil, but it's <laughs> man. Brian, have you uh, seen it? Or are we we adding to your list? Uh, so I'm actually I'm taking notes of movies I should watch. <laughs> I have not, but I loved her on Younger, and so the moment I pulled up her name, I was like, I know her. Like, yeah. why haven't I heard of this? Brian, um, such a good movie. It's so good. It's the reason why you haven't heard of it is because Netflix is horrible at marketing their films. <laughs> Unless you're May December. Then, yeah, well, then and what's for me to Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is also on my list to watch. Yeah, um, but going quickly with uh, number uh, six, um, this almost like knocked out number five Ooh. for me. It almost, like, I was like, you know what? I was like, we talked about number five. I'm just going to put this in there. But Perfect Days. Ooh. Have have I the one of you seen this movie? I I just saw it like the other day. Um, I am I adore Perfect Days. Mm-hmm. I adore it. 
Um, Perfect Days is about um, this man. It's in Korea, right? Am I correct? It's in Korea? I think so. And he's a toilet cleaner, right? Yeah, he's a toilet Tokyo. cleaner. Yeah, he's a it's a Tokyo. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. I don't want to get that wrong, and I don't want to get a bunch of hate mail randomly. Yeah. It's Tokyo. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's about a man in Tokyo. He's a custodial worker, toilet he cleans toilets. That's kind of like the main thing he does. Mm-hmm. And there's it's kind of like Seinfeld. It's not really about one thing. There's not like a... There's not like a like a central plot per se. It's just you're seeing this guy's day to day life, and it's it's all about the little moments. And I think it's a beautiful film. Like um, just you never like you never realize how different every day is. Like how I, you know, um, we are doing the same routine, but like there's little small things that like change us or like um, make an impact on us. And this movie reflects that and it ends on such a, it's it's such a subtle, beautiful note. Like you, you've, you feel like you're gonna cry and you don't really know why you're crying, but you feel it in the way it's just it's a beautiful film. I think if you're looking for something different, perfect perfect days is my other honorary mention. It's like an ode to life almost. It is. It is an ode to life. And I think everybody's watching. Okay, now number number five, number five, number five. Drum roll, please. This is going to actually um, change the hierarchy of power. Um, <laughs> because my number one from the last conversation is now my number five. Oh. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is my number five. Okay. Yeah. Um I don't really know what else could be said about this movie that hasn't been said already. I think everybody's got the gist of how amazing the the artwork is. It kind of dropped a little bit for me throughout the year. And I think it's because when I rewatched it in the back of my mind, I was thinking about the um, article that came out about how the workers were abused, kind of like in the background, or like mm-hmm. were overworked. Yeah. So it, it kind of hindered my view in a little bit on it, so it kind of got dropped down. But I still can't deny my weakness and my love for the Miles Morales story and um, the whole concept of trying to break, you know, break the canon. Like, like, there's no need to suffer to be a great person. Like, mm-hmm. You can just be great just because you're great. And I think that I hope they continue that message for the next one. But that's my number five. Spider-Man or Spider-Verse. Okay. Ooh. 
I like it. I actually like all of those. And I'm glad you, you mentioned your, your honorables um, too, because I think, I think that's, that's awesome. Brian, did you have anything that like fell off your list? I want to ask about the, the one that changed that you had told us about in the pre-show. Yeah. So the Marvels was the one that fell off my list. So it was number five and it is now number six. So no comic book movies are have made the list <laughs> this year. I'm shocked. Um, and, you know, no. for I'll share with you guys my number five. Um, so mm-hmm. American Fiction, which I think still counts for this year. I think it's out. Um, so, you know, it's Cord Jefferson. Um, I, it's not his debut. I think he's done he's done a bunch of other stuff. Um, I might be wrong about that, but it's based on the novel Erasure, which I haven't read. I want to um and it's like this massive satire of like the publishing industrial complex um and it's really interesting and just Jeffrey Wright stars in it and he's just like so he's just really charismatic and amazing um and I want want to watch everything he's in so I just I really love that movie that movie is the greatest upward joke of all time I think if you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I won't say it, but it's it had me tickled. Look what they did in the second half. It's a really good film. It's only playing in forty theaters, by the way. Okay. Yeah, it's in forty theaters, so it does count. It did come out this year. Perfect. And I think it expands. It goes wider next yeah. week. Yeah, it does it next week. There are going to so, be a lot of movies that are coming out that are in twenty twenty four that really came out in 2023 um looking at you all of us strangers why aren't you playing in the midwest i i (laughs) if i have to drive over 200 miles to see your film i'm sad like it would gays are not thriving american fiction it's on the list i I, i'm up to to, to three now (laughs) In, in all the spare time all right so what's number four john let's let's start with you since we started with brian last time um, number four was also a repeat from last time, and that's my last repeat after this. Um, and it coincides with the number four, uh, John Wick chapter four is my number four of the year. Um, again, I don't really know what else I can say. I did, I did a we talked about it. We did a whole podcast about <laughs> this, you guys. A whole and you podcast. Should listen. I recommend you go listen to it. John Wick Chapter Four is a, uh, I think, an achievement in editing and cinematography. I think in choreography, action. I think it's beautifully made and. I've that, I've seen that movie more in theaters than I have any other film this year. Like it, it should be on my number one for that reason, but it's not. There's another movie there that I think is more meaningful to me. But John McChesterboy is incredible, and again, we got a whole podcast about it. Recommend go listen to that, and that's what I got. I'm surprised that of your list from before Air or Blackberry, I think they were on your list before, didn't make it. Um, or maybe we no. just talked about them. 
Not su- I guess not surprised, but I'm like Blackberry and a thousand and one, and they would oh. probably they would probably a thousand and one. If we did it, if we did like ten, might be in my ten. Interesting. Okay. But um, yeah, not in the five. Not in the five. <laughs> you know, since our our last 2023 one, when you had mentioned John Wick, I had not seen them, and I have seen them all now, and I have to agree. Number four is probably the best. I think I fell asleep during the third one. I don't oh, even no. remember it. That um, was me and Ghosted. John Wick and John Wick 3 doesn't even remember John Wick 3. So it's, it's perfect. Not, it's not a problem. Uh, but I did enjoy those films. And I those were on my list last time. And I watched all four. I did not watch The Continental. <clears> and I don't think I will. But that, that's I digress. Another, and, <laughs> that still exists? Yeah, yeah, it does exist, unfortunately. And Ballerina is coming out this year. And that's, nice year. was that the prequel? I don't remember. I know. Uh, oh, no. It's a spinoff um, of John yeah. Wick. Yeah, with the Anna DeMar Darmus. Yes. Yes, there you go. And Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, mm. I think it will be good. I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah. As long as it doesn't have Mo Gibson, I'm fine. <laughs> so for my number four, we have a last minute submission. Um, number four goes to the color purple. Saw it today. I have never, I'll, I'll say this. I have never seen or read the color purple before this. I did buy the book and my sister read it for the site. Uh, shout out to Luna. She's um, amazing. Go read her reviews because <laughs> she rocks and she's prolific. And she had never read it either. And she read it and she goes, First off, I didn't know that this book was about a woman. You know, a good chunk of the book is about a woman falling in love with another woman. And I was like, I had no idea. This book is from like the 80s, I think. Um, and I saw the film and the film is phenomenal. The way it is shot, like the some like there was something I noticed as I was watching it. And they use shadows or like the shadows of people so elegantly in a way that I've never seen before. I was in love with this film. It is like, it's like colorful and it is, it is vibrant and it is sad. It is so, so, so sad. I bawled my eyes out at the end. Those are happy tears, but um, I cannot recommend this film enough. And the impact that it had on nearly every single person in that theater was phenomenal to see. Though this brings me up to a point real quick, side note, people, if you're going to go see a musical and you already know the musical, do not sing the music. Oh. We don't want to hear you. <laughs> oh, no. That's it. That is the one movie, like, well, one of, like, three movies I've not seen this year. And I'm very, very sad that I did not get to watch it. There's still time. Yeah, I mean, before the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but, but, you know, this happens at the end of every year. You're trying to, like, get everything in mm-hmm. and it's just impossible but man i'm very i'm very glad to hear that you know that it that it you know that it meets that it meets the standard of like the original and all of them so i will say this too i've never seen the original i'm going to now oh um yeah. but i think that anybody that thought i always i always get this i want to say Haley Berry, but Haley Bailey who yeah. thought that she was not the right call for uh, The Little Mermaid. She is the right call for her part in this film. Absolutely. And Fantasia Barino 
oh my god her and tarachi p henson together that chemistry Mm -hmm. was insane and the the there was just so many great parts there's just so much um who's the girl from peacemaker oh my god she was also in uh danielle brooks danielle brooks she she broke my heart Mm -hmm. and she sewed it back together and she was she reminded me so much of um Oh my God, the character from the help. Sorry, I'm having I'm having some brain problems. Oh, uh, uh, Olivia. I know you're. The, I, know, I know you're talking yeah. about the the one that played a ma. <laughs> uh, she uh, uh, Octavia Spencer's character, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. She reminded me so much of Octavia Spencer's character. Those three women. I didn't know how they were connected when I saw the poster. They are the heart and soul of that movie. I mm-hmm. just mad props to them if they don't win some kind of awards for that if if taraji p henson is 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 robbed again like she was for yep. hidden figures we are at a loss here people we're at a loss so she that's was all I'm just say, but... she was in, in color purples on my list too it's not my number four it's it's a little higher up for me um but i, I think like now is a good place to talk about it too like it was it was just amazing and what was interesting to me is again we like we we've I've seen a lot of comic book movies and sometimes when there are cameos, when things happen on screen, there are like audible reactions from the audience. Um, you know, it happened with Spider-Man when, when Charlie Cox popped up. Um, there were a lot of audible reactions to the screen at my screening of, of the color purple. Like people were reacting to who was on yes. screen. There was just emotion. And it was really like, it, it felt like a communal experience, which is something that, you know, in, in streaming and all of this, like, we don't get that as much anymore. So I really appreciated, no. um, I really loved that. And Taraji sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that, yeah, when o- when Oprah was on the screen, people freak- yeah. like freaked out. But there was, I didn't know who the guy was, but the guy that plays Sir's father, when he showed up, that ho- my whole theater was screaming. Like I'm telling you, I you would have thought that it was Toby Maguire walking out <laughs> onto screen. They were so happy, and I did not recognize him, but I had to. I figured in my head, I said, "This has to be the guy that plays uh, Mister's, who played Mister in the original." But I could be completely wrong. I'm not sure because guys, they loved him. Guys, I have so much FOMO right now. <laughs> I'm so, so much sorry. FOMO. So much FOMO. I feel like I'm like missing out on like. The greatest party ever. And when you yeah. see it, 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 it will like I, I can't wait to find out your reaction and see what you think of it. It just it was very moving. Um, I might I might go tomorrow just from this conversation. Oh, I think you highly should. recommend it. Yeah. It does not look like he was in the original, but he was from Roots. So yes. maybe that's why people recognized him. But they oh my god, they ate it up, my audience. I loved it. I cannot stress enough that people should go see this film because it talks about so many different walks of life. It talks about, you know, you know, being a woman and being, you know, being a part of the LGBTQ community and being black. And, you know, and there was also the hierarchy of, of, of between, you know, a black man and a black woman and what was allowed and what wasn't. And um, this film is one of the ones that will be going into my physical copy library mm-hmm. as soon as it comes out i cannot not have it in my possession and i think you know just from how you know there's been a lot of word of mouth about this too and that's really you know exciting because if you want if you want good films to be made then you know they have to 
be able to, you know, justify it at the the box office, right? This is um this is an amazing film, and I'm glad that you know there's it, it's getting all of the love and support that that mm-hmm. it deserves. And Lou Gossett Jr. is is um is Mr. Yes. Sad. He's the one who you were talking about. They loved him. So that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Everybody go see that. Isla, what's your four? So mine is actually an animated movie. Um, dun, dun, dun. And it's not Spider-Man, which is also Good. weird because it's not a comic book movie. Um, it's migration for me. And okay. I wasn't expecting this. Um, so migration is a kid's movie. It's from Illumination, the same people who've done Minions. Um, and I think Minions are really stupid, and I refuse to watch anything Minions because I just like Fair. don't like <laughs> them. So this this was my mindset going into this, and you know it has um, Kumail Nanjiani, it's got Elizabeth uh, Banks, it's got uh, Danny DeVito, Keegan Michael Key, Aquafina. Um, it's got all these amazing people, but it's a movie about ducks migrating. So I didn't go in mm-hmm. with these amazing expectations. And I was just like blown away um, by one, the animation was really pretty. So there are moments where you're watching these ducks flying through the sky and you feel like you're flying. Um, I remember like one of my distinct childhood memories is going to an IMAX theater at the science museum for the first time. And I think it was like a grand Canyon movie or something like that. And like just the way the camera was going, it was a nature film, the the way the uh, camera was going, you felt like you were in it. And I got that same sense with, with this, you know, animated. And I just thought that was really cool. And the music, the music to migration just totally blew me away. Um, It's got like, strings and choral notes and it's just again it, it's so so much for a kid's movie about ducks it has no right to be this good but it was really good um what's interesting about this is i've been following the box office of this they expected this to bomb yeah and it, a lot of films at this holiday season that they thought were going to bomb have been not dropping but they've been growing and this right. is one of them that has been i think it grew six percent today it was like it's crazy they don't understand why this film is just growing and i wasn't going to see it but now that i've seen this and everybody's talking about word of mouth is really good for it we are we added it to our weekend list to go see because people are just raving about it it's totally worth it it's it's so good um and you know i think for you too just as as like in, in your your cosmic psychologist capacity, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like it's got these interesting family dynamics. Um, it's got it, it's just got these interesting relation dynamic relationship dynamics. Again, it, it's very deep, and it has no right to be this deep for just this very fast kids movie. Um, I really liked it. Fucking ducks, man. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard the same thing like like it's i mean it's like a migrant story right like uh yeah so the ducks uh yeah. the ducks are in their pond right and they you know they don't want to leave the pond the dad is afraid of danger he doesn't want to you know see the big scary world but um all is not happy in their duck pond the wife you know wants to see a little bit of the world yeah so it's very immigrant based like uh yeah there, there's a there's a youtuber where i'm at that's like really big and uh i think he actually reads the site and uh he was talking about uh that he would go watch it and kind of like you he didn't 
you know, he didn't think that it was going to be much of a thing because, you know, the Mario movie, it was good, but it wasn't like, you know, over the moon good, but uh, he said that he hoped more 3C is the YouTuber in case anybody's wondering, but, um, he said he hoped that, uh, people would go and watch it because he felt like the story was like way better than he thought it would be and had a lot of depth and so I, I'm very happy to hear that so and now um so I guess moving a little bit along I think let's let's talk about our next ones um like let's let's just hit two and three we're there now All right yeah I'm going to hit him real quick, you know, um, if that's okay, I'm going to jump in here. My third is Wonka. Just saw that yesterday. <laughs> great family film, great music. The music is very reminiscent of the old uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the Willy Wonka, they called it back then, sorry. Uh, Willy Wonka <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, it hit all the nostalgic notes that I needed. Um, again, cried like a baby. Um, but then again, I cried about everything. So who's to say that that is actually a good measure of it? You would um, cry so gonna, at minions, I know. No. <laughs> probably, probably. So we're just going to check that one off. Great family film. Go see that. But then we're going to go to number two because I have been waiting to talk about number two because I probably have a lot of people wondering about my mental health after this. Uh, Saltburn is number two. <laughs> I love this film. I Real quick story, just because it's hilarious. I did not know exactly what this was. Kind of knew it was a psychological thriller. Didn't know exactly what to, I was getting myself into. Decided to, my friend who was going to go with me got sick, couldn't go. So I took a first date on to Saltburn. And um, that didn't last very long. It lasted for about a week because this film is fucking crazy. And I love it. Um, it's got everything you could possibly want. Crazed people. Gay men. Murder. Bathtubs. 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 <laughs> Don't forget bathtubs. <laughs> There's graves. There, there is a grave, and um, yeah, there it, is a grave. <laughs> something happens at said grave. Um, I'm watching this with my mom this week just to get her reaction, so that should be fun. Oh my! Oh gosh. my gosh! Oh my gosh! I did warn her about the bathtub scene. I'm not a monster. Um, not the grave scene. <laughs> listen, there's only so much you can do to warn a person about what is in Saltburn. The thing I love about Saltburn is that it's a great film. There's a lot of unnecessary things that you do not need to know about the, psych the psychopathy that's going on here. You do not need to know. You do not have to have the the the, the bathtub come scene. We don't need that. You don't need oh, no, the, the... we did. We did. <laughs> you did not need that to know that, but they gave it to us anyways. Yeah. And there's some people that probably love that. My theater uh, went insane for it. They both oh, it was every, fun. It was so there was, fun. There was like two people that went, oh, that's hot. And the rest of us went, ew, all audible. So um, love Saltburn. Everybody see it. It's on Amazon Prime. I, I'm like the spokesperson for Amazon Prime right now. Go see Saltburn. <clears throat> Do not drink listening. out of a bathtub. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. That's all I have to say. Come again. Oh, that was God. the wrong words. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> that was perfect. No, no. I'm so, I'm so glad 
Saltburn is on here. I mean, like I, I am not. I'm not as brave as you. But man, that movie is just memorable. It's in so every, wild in so every wild. possible way. But yeah, man. That, so I, mean, I, I have a. I have yeah, a measurement for movies. I, so I have a measure for movies. And if I can't figure out the ending, it's a good movie. Most movies, because I've watched so many movies and so much television, I can figure out within the first 10 to 15 minutes. And that sounds like a brag, but it's just because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> um, and I did not have this ending figured out. I did not until like the very end. And I was like, oh my gosh, the twist is coming. And I did not see it coming. <laughs> so that is a mark of a good movie for me. And I just used that word way too much. In describing yeah. this movie, Lizzie is going to be rolling her eyes, being like, "How am I going to edit this, Brian? You're a disaster." She's going to bleep it. Keep it, keep it. But that's my that right. my three and two, and I'm going to pass along to John now to take over. You have the <clears> shoes <throat> to fill. I don't. I don't know how to follow that. I don't. I just. <laughs> I, I can't. I think we can retire now. After supper, it's over. Good it's night, over. everybody. It ends, it ends. Good night. There's know. there's a number one on my list that's higher than that. Just just uh, no. I know what it is. Just saying. Anyway, um, my number three is all of us strangers, guys. All of us strangers. I um, uh, um, I have been thinking and pondering on this movie nonstop since I watched it two months ago. It's about. Um, Andrew Scott plays Adam. He's a, the guy who lives in an apartment building by himself. Um, and <coughs> he's there with one other guy, and they get close. And there's another weird situation going on with his family. Depending on where you read your information on the movie. That part of it is spoiled for you. Like if you go to IMDb, if you go to IMDb, it will tell you flat out. Um, but I have not experienced a film in a while that made me think about kind of like my place in the world mm-hmm. too, because look, there's a lot of commentary on being rejected by society like being different um for anybody listening i'm in a wheelchair like you know like like i i genuinely don't feel rejected by anyone but i you know i understand what it's like to feel like a stranger among people i don't feel the same among everybody and and in that regard that film spoke to me throughout and and even on that note it goes three steps further into depth and complexity i kind of talked to brian about it brian was reading the book um which is so different it's so it's so different and honestly given what brian told what he told me about the book I think this might be one of the best adaptations I've ever heard of. It's they did they took nothing, they took nuggets from the book 
and added a whole nother level to it that that like that I don't think anyone knew could be there. It's very rich, very complex, psychological. Um, God, dude, it's it's a really good movie. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say about it for now. But what? Real what? quick, just just to give everybody a heads up too, like the book, and then there's an original adaptation to the movie that came out in Japan. Um, they are both supernatural horrors, and the film actually leans into the horror elements. This new one is actually classified as a fantasy romance. So, like, they did change so much about it. Yeah, it's not a horror at all. It's, there's nothing horrific, horrific about it at all. It is it, just y'all go on. Sorry, it's it's like very soul stirring. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's haunting, uh, but like in like the way that it's making you think, not that like it's like a yeah. Have, have you seen it, Ayla? I, I, I'm yeah, I haven't. So I haven't seen it. I've read about it. Um. I just don't have time to to watch it until oh, it's okay, streaming. It's okay. Yeah, it's um, it's a movie I can't stop thinking about even now. And Andrew Scott, he gives such a beautiful, um, tender and emotional performance. Like, like I don't even I don't understand why he is not nominated for best actor. I can't. I'm looking through a lot of nominations and I don't see them and I don't get it. I don't understand it. So um, that's my number three. Number two is The Holdovers. Oh, that's on my list too. Guys, um, The Holdovers is, I wrote on Twitter that The Holdovers is basically, um, it's that movie that you like, People say a lot, you know, they don't make a movie like this anymore. Mm-hmm. The Holdovers is the movie that they don't talk about. Like, mm-hmm. they don't make movies like The Holdovers anymore. Um, it's about a teacher. Is it a private school or a boarding school? I can remember. Oh, I don't remember either, but I know it. it so it's Alexander Payne. Uh, yeah. And. I don't know. It's like it's it's about friendship at the core. Yeah. Well, he's he um it's about a teacher that works at a boarding school and a bunch of kids get left there over a break and he's kinda running the show and then he gets left with one of the kids who's a very disgruntled child. And it is such a I love movies about um, relationships that are out of friction when it starts. And then that friction becomes like smooth and then it becomes endearing. And then it becomes like almost like moving, you know, and that, that kind of what, that's kind of what happens with the holdovers. It's like, um, not like Deadpool Society, but it's got a little bit of that. It's just a good movie. It's got and Paul Giamatti. Everybody loves Paul Giamatti. So, The Holdovers, that is my number two. Those are my three, number three and number two. So, anyway. 
Um, so for me, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm the host. So I'm, I'm deciding that's, I'm, I'm, so we talked about the color purple. So that's my, um, that's kind of tied for my number three, um, the color purple and, uh, Barbie. I'm like, I totally, I forgot about Barbie. Oh, my list just changed. But I appreciated them for different reasons. The color purple was just, you know, we talked about all the amazing, um, you know, all of why that was amazing. I think I had some issues with the story in Barbie, but I'm just like very much in awe of all of the like production design, like all of the crafts that went into that movie and the marketing behind it. So I appreciate it as, as that. Um, Because everything was just on point, you know, you felt like you were in the world, um, I think that there's a, the struggle of the story is something that was relatable and understandable. The characters, mm-hmm. Barbie herself, um, Margot Robbie's character, you know, there are many Barbies, was was um, was something we could empathize with. And, you know, Ken was was fun, too. So Barbie is 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 tied for the color purple with me. Um, I'm so and- mad I forgot about the forgot about barbie i literally <laughs> forgot about barbie how that is how good of a year it's been that's what i'm telling you man it's been such a good year oh so good it yeah. was so long ago back way back in in july no really but i think it was on <laughs> what well, it, it didn't even make it back then to our cutoff because i think we talked in june mm-hmm. we did yeah so and barbie was july right something like that i mean yeah. it yeah, I mean, Barbenheimer, I mean, that's a whole <laughs> other conversation, you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like being like a, like a blowout, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, and my number two uh, is actually Godzilla Minus One. And I just really appreciate a good monster movie. And, and I I'm love so ma- I'm so mad at you for seeing that movie. I'm just, uh... <laughs> I want to see it it so bad. I haven't seen it. I know. I think they're expanding theaters, which is like unheard of um, for a film, especially one that's been out this long. So, you know, again, it's that word of mouth thing. It's it's getting around that it's a really good and solid movie. Um, And I think, you know, it it was really... um, interesting to me especially because i had just you know watched the the 1954 godzilla and i think it really kind of honors that legacy and i think it's just really it's just so solid and it just is is everything you love about you know is it more of a horror style like action film or like a no it's not it's not horror there's no like it's not super it's not like bloody it's you know it makes you yeah but i mean like horror suspense No, I think it's just it's it's mainly action. There's a lot of psychological stuff going on, especially as you know. There's a lot of survivor's guilt. There's like it's got some really meaty psychological themes. Um, I'm so excited! I really want to watch this. I really want to watch this. It's 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 really good. Um, and there are like some really terrifying sequences too, which you know you wouldn't expect. Um, it, everything that is promised in the trailer is true. So. Well, see, that's kind of what I mean, like you know, a Jurassic Park, like a that it that it it felt like seeing Jurassic Park, you know, for the that, first time. I, that would consider like Jurassic Park to be 
like mainstream horror. Like it's like oh, okay, yeah. If if you're yeah. using that as the if you're using Jurassic Park as kind of the benchmark yeah. for mainstream horror, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, like a, it's like it's like a blockbuster horror film in a way, like you know. Yeah, like, we can we can them, say but, that. Then. But not like Exorcist, but like you know, it's got action, but it's got like horror-inspired elements inside of it. So. So it's it's not Thanksgiving. It's not it's not yeah, not at all. It's, no. it's not yeah. that. Um, but it it, yeah. it is you know it is mainstream and in that, by that definition. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So we are we're coming towards the end. We're at our top one. I don't have a drum roll. Um, John, do you want to share your top movie of the year? My number one movie of the year um, is been my number one since I've seen it. I could have watched it at Sundance. They did not make it accessible at Sundance, but when I finally watched it, it's, it's never been off, off that number one list. It is Past Lives. Ooh. Past Lives is my number one of the year. Um, I get, I, again, I wasn't able to take notes before we got on this podcast, but um, it involves two kids that grew up overseas who kind of <coughs> form a friendship and then kind of form like a teenage romance. And one of them leaves the country. And <coughs> sorry. My, um, as you can tell, I'm so sick. Uh, so, um, so it involves these two people that grew apart through. Nora is one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, through life and circumstances and just, you know, and one of them stayed in one country and one of them stayed elsewhere. Then they reconnect and then eventually they grow apart again and then one of them gets married and they reconnect again and i think what's beautiful about this film is that it kind of touches on that little small aspect of of of, of our living you know of living that we that we we kind of keep in the back of our heads, like, what if, what if, like, what if I, you know, had asked that girl out in high school, or, you no, know, you know, Brian, what, what if I talked to, you know, what if I talked to Jim, or what if, what if things were different? What if I, what if I made just a different choice on one day? How would I, you know, would I? So be, will still be with this person. Will I still be talking to that person? And um, I love the reflective nature of the film and how it just explores like just connection. Like this is a very interesting. It's a very interesting meditation on connection, and I think it also has the most, how do you say, possibly the most amazing character of a husband ever written in a movie. Like, uh, I don't, I don't, have, have either of y'all seen this film? 
I have not, no. I have not, no. Good not at all. It's on the only one. But I know what it's about. It's Celine's song. It's um Yeah, Celine's song. Guys, I, it is a it is a beautiful film. I I highly recommend seeing it. I I think it's great and I'm not I've not forgot about it since watching it. So that's my number one. That's beautiful. It. it is Friend. on my list. <laughs> yeah. All what right. is your I just want everybody to know before I say what it is, is that <laughs> I had said that my list was very gay earlier. And when I said this in the group chat, Isla called me out right away. She knew what it was. I am predictable in the fact of when I like something, I like it. I have seen this film no less than 10 times. Good wow. thing to see. This is your flash. This is my flash. I Every time I need something comforting on, I either turn on Heartstopper or I turn on Red, White, and Royal Blue. Um, I can't get enough of this film. These The characters are cast perfectly. The film is funny. It is not any, by any means going to win awards, nor should it. Um, but I think it's one of the first times we got a really good mainstream you know, uh, had a uh, homosexual relationship, you know, like we, like this is one of the times that I can actually look and say like, Oh, this is something that I can see myself in. And this is not the same as seeing like Heartstoppers, which is very much a high school romance. This is two adults and they actually hate each other and they end up becoming uh, lovers. And there's a whole thing, of course, being exaggerated with the president son and the, the, heir to the, the spare to the British throne but it is a fantastic film a fantastic rom-com and everybody should watch it everybody should love it because I love it so much so everybody else should no um that's just my recommendation you should read the book too that's why I went yes. after it so I actually own two book, copies of this book because um Casey McQuestion uh they end up doing uh, like a collector's edition, like a year or two down the line that has an additional chapter. So there's a copy of the book that's not that original one there that has a chapter from uh, Henry's point of view. Oh, And it is five years after the end of the book. Um, and so I had to order that and I had a complete and utter mental breakdown reading it, crying, sobbing, walking in place because I, you know, I walk all the time sobbing to myself hysterically reading it um so everybody should go and get the collector's edition too because that chapter is worth it honestly, that's all i gotta say honestly i should have known too because you were raving hard about oh. this movie early in the year so man i adding to my list so i'll get it on there i'll get it on yes there. You, I, I will say this: If you like rom coms, you will not be disappointed at all. If you don't like mm-hmm. rom coms, I still don't think you'll be disappointed by it. It's a, it's just like a very solid movie. It's a good um, story. It's a happy story. It is. It is so happy. Um, it is. It is a very boiled down from what the book is, but it's one of those ones that I think I liked it better than the book, even because, um, it took what everything that made the book great, and got rid of some of the one-liners that were a little cheesy written down and made it even better. So, like, I think that's part of my takeaway of it. Isla, take us home. Take us home. Take us to the so, motherland. <laughs> um, so my number one is kind of a late-in-the-year entry for me, and it's The Iron Claw. Mm. Um, 
and I, I've been like, I've been messaging Brian, like, you have to see this movie, you have to see this movie, because um, it's just, it's really good. Um, it's the story, uh, like, I'm a wrestling fan. Um, I am a wrestling fan from, like, not necessarily that era, but, like, the late 80s, the 90s, um, not so much, like, the modern stuff, um, although there was a period of time in there that I was I was a fan um, and have been to a bunch of shows. Um, so I you know, was very interested in the story and the Von Erich dynasty is, you know, legendary and it's also tragic. Um, and this is, you know, their story. And this, I thought was just, this was just a beautifully done film. Um, it was in so many ways, I think, and I haven't written a review yet and I really need to just kind of get my thoughts out there. Um, but it is, I think it's like a living memorial to, um, to a lot of loss to, to brotherhood. Um, and just Zach Efron is, is amazing. Like he just, he is not your high school musical Zach Efron. He's just this like very serious, heart wrenching actor who just gives this performance his all. Um, he plays Kevin Von Erich, which is one of the, you know, the Von Erich wrestling brothers. And it's just, it's just amazing. Um, Jeremy Allen White is in it. Uh, Lily James is in it. Harris Dickinson. It's just, it's such a, it's a beautiful film. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It is a beautiful film. Yeah, and I know John John wrote an amazing review of it for the Cosmic Circus, which you should check out. Um, and you know, it, it's it, it's very sad. You will cry while watching, and I don't want to spoil it. Um, if you like, everything is out there. If you read the Wikipedia entry about you know this family's history, the film diverges from that a little bit. There's a brother they leave out. There's some other things that happen that they leave out. It's just really, it's a lovely story. Yeah, it um. That was one that I weighed putting on there to again amazing year for movies. It's just like trying to move a Rubik's cube around, trying to figure out what you could put on there. But I, you know, I've been through a lot of tragedy myself, and that uh, oh, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you lost anybody, I think it real. They can speak to something deep about things, the powerless nature of tragedy. How mm-hmm. uh, you don't really have any control over it, especially when somebody might be like, you know, influencing things. And it's just, yeah, it's perfect number one, Ayla. Yeah. So I'm glad somebody talked about that film. Yeah, um, it it I I don't even have the right words, which is terrible because yeah, you know I'm on the podcast. Fun. I have the right words about it. Um, I'm I'm still thinking about it and thinking about the right things to say just to express myself. Um, but it you know I I can't stop thinking about it, which I think is for me also a sign of a good movie. Um, and I think that's you know to transition a little bit. I think that's that's all our top five. Um, real quick, is there anything else? you guys want to mention or talk about before we wrap up? Um, it's been a great year for films. And I'm so <laughs> excited for 2024. Yeah, it's been a great year for movies. I'm very concerned about 2024. <laughs> because I feel like we're only getting one Marvel film. It'll one. be okay. Like that's it. And well, what are we looking forward to? Was that what we were going to talk about? 
Yeah, so if there's anything you're looking forward to, one film you're looking forward to most in 2024. Uh, you know... Deadpool? Deadpool 3, but I think when I looked at the list of things, what spoke to me was um, Alien Romulus. That's going to make because oh. it looked like it was coming out in twenty twenty four. It's uh, it's the direct. It's Fade Alvarez, the guy who directed the remake of Dawn of the Dead. No, not Dawn, not Dawn of the Dead. Evil Dead. Mm. And um, Evil Dead and uh, is it uh, in a different movie? He's a very intense filmmaker, and he got the blessing from uh. Uh, what's his name? The guy who drugged the Napoleon. Ridley oh, Scott. Oh, yeah, Ridley Scott. He got the blessing from Ridley that the movie is very good. And that's one I'm very like forward to because I kind of have a weakness for Xenomorphs. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have, unfortunately, I have a list real quick. I'm sorry. I'm going to make it really quick, people. I'm excited for Mean Girls. I grew up on the original. I think the musical is going to be hilarious. Um, Argyle looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm even kind of excited for Madam Web. But I think <laughs> that when we're really looking at this year, we have some really cool films. Um, Imaginary Friends with Ryan Reynolds looks hilarious. Doom um, Part 2. Doom Part 2. Arthur the King looks like it's going to be an emotional ride and I'm going to cry my eyes out. Godzilla versus Kong, the idea of you, but like, come on. If anybody isn't looking forward to inside out Two, they're lying. <laughs> they are lying. So I just saw that trailer today and like died laughing when they revealed the new character. It's so perfect, oh. right? Yeah, it's it's perfect. exactly. It's great. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, so good. yeah, yeah, I agree. And the character is anxiety, and I feel like you're not spoiling it because it's in the trailer. Yep. No, yeah, it's not a spoiler. It is right. so so funny, so clever, and it fits. I drug we're moving in. Not only <laughs> that, though, those of you who know me know that I'm a big Broadway person. I do a lot of reviews for Broadway shows and stuff, and this year we have Wicked Part One coming out in November. Uh, and if you, <laughs> we are about to be in the presence of greatness, John M. Chu directing that film, oh, with Ariana Grande uh, and Cynthia Erivo, we are, I mean, Michelle Yeoh, Jonathan Bailey, Ethan Slater, we don't have to talk about him. Uh, <laughs> like, this is going to be a great film. I'm so excited for this one. That's how we're closing out 2024, baby. I I have something that no one is looking forward to. And I'm probably the only one on the planet looking forward to it at this point. I know what this is. I'm going to write it down. Wait, I'm going to write it down. All right, okay. <laughs> I guarantee you, you don't. It, it's not going to be what you're writing down. I'm, I'm excited for this. Come on, lay it <laughs> It's on. not worth time. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. All right. I really wanted to see anyone but you, and I haven't had a chance to yet, and I don't think I'm going to have a chance to see it in 2023. So I'm going to, I'm looking forward to seeing that in 2024. Okay. But what other film are you looking forward to? Because I have one written down. And if it's not the one that I think it is, I don't know you as well as I, I, as I should. And we can't be friends anymore because I'm totally blanking. I can't think of it. 
I'm, I'm sure. I'm... Yeah, Craven. Craven. Craven will be exciting. Craven has a special place in my heart. <laughs> I forgot it was coming out. So is everybody. Is that movie actually coming out? Who knows? We'll, we'll I don't see. know. Will I have Morbius? Will I not? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. And that's a perfect way to end because we have no <laughs> idea what's going on. You know, at, at the end of 2023, the end of 24. Thank you for listening. I'm Isla Ruby, and you know, you can find everything I've written on thecosmicstarkist.com. Um, how about for you guys? Uh, I'm John Dodson. You can find me at John Movie Watch on. Twitter or X or the place that will no longer be in one year or whatever it's called. Um, and you can also find me at a Blue Sky at John Dot John Dot Dotson Dot Rights. And go. as always, oh, yeah, oh, in a in a for the Cosmic Zorgas. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, go on. Where else do you write? Just so the people can find you. Uh, I write for the Cosmic Circus, I write for Monsters and Critics, and that's pretty much it for right now. As always, we love that. <laughs> and I am Brian Kitson, head writer of the Cosmic Circus, and part-time writer sometimes for movies <laughs> we texted about. Um, but always, my, my main work is at the Cosmic Circus, and you can find me pretty much weekly with something new Daily. There. Daily. Sometimes. And of course, you can find me on social media at Kitson301. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, leave a kind review. It really means a lot to us. Um, and again, you can find all of our writing at thecosmiccircus.com. Thank you. Have a Merry New Bye. Year. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>